Hello, Sorensen Sound. I've got an itchy mouth, as some would say. Um, and so rather than thinking about, oh, what snack could I get on the way home? Knowing full well, I just had dinner and I'm full. I figured I would try and talk uh, slowly because I recorded a bit of a clip earlier and I wasn't happy with how it came out. And a lot of times in this series, I have simply put that kind of content out anyway. Because for me, I was like, oh, rather than dwell on it, hyperfixate, whatever, that it could just be better. Oh, I'm dumb. Sorry. I stepped into the road just fully without looking. <laughs> and a biker kind of gave me a side eye. Rightfully so. So, um, but basically a bit of backstory is that I realized I'm leaving kind of soon. Um, not directly for Shanghai, but um, going to the UK with my mom first. But long story short is I leave in less than a month. And if I want to keep some of my undergrad connection or connections with my undergrad professors, that I should do that now. Like email people, reach out to see if they're available for a tea or coffee. Uh, just to kind of talk and begin to cement that kind of post-grad relationship. And so that has started this week. It kind of just happened. I reached out to everyone a few weeks ago, and it's just the stars have aligned that it's been one person a day each day this week. Uh, and there's going to be two more in August. But yeah, each day has been kind of perfect in its own way. The first one... She was also my boss for a while, so I was already quite comfortable with her. It was more of like a social meeting rather than a quite professional one, I would say. Um, but that was that was never formally the case, so there's still, on my end, like lots of anxiety leading up to it, some nerves about how we were going to bridge that gap. And luckily, I mean, it was definitely like awkward in its own way, but I'm very comfortable with sitting in awkwardness. And I didn't spin my wheels, I didn't, I didn't get too awkward, it's just a kind of situation is naturally, there's going to be some pauses is all, there are going to be rather, my grammar. Um, so yeah, it was great to see her, and I was so glad that she happened to be the first person I saw, because it was like, because there was a degree of comfort in place, outside of the situation itself. Um, I was like, oh yeah. I know how to talk to people that are much older than me, um, people that I formerly had that were like an elevated status of power, you could say. Um, that was just very calming in that sense. So then I was ready for yesterday's meeting, which honestly is kind of silly. It was only 30 minutes because I just how it happened. I had class in the morning, class in the e afternoon. I didn't realize I had two sessions, so there was only an hour for lunch. Um, but it was honestly maybe the most productive 30-minute conversation I've ever had in like my life. Um, I don't know, because he's this professor sat on my board for colloquium, so he's someone that I connect with um, on like a more conceptual level. And it's the kind of thing where we can both say relatively little 
and just very easily glean what the other person's getting at and it just flows very nicely um so i'm so excited about walking past a former friend's old apartment weird i haven't not intentionally i haven't walked past i just happened to not have walked past it um in a long time so that was weird energy that friendship does not end well um and it does not end well in that apartment so just felt the need to acknowledge the strange energy uh so yeah we caught up it was it's honestly been kind of nice to like hear things about um these professors personal lives that i hadn't before and it gives you like because these are obviously people i respected and as much as you can see them from an academic standpoint and understand where they're coming from that even a tad bit of like personal context i was like oh like this it's really nice um and this particular professor just a small part of what we talked about is the fact that he's gonna be a dad for the first time soon um which is so exciting and i was like i know this is out of the blue maybe a little random um but these are like two things my mom did with me that i think by like i stand by them as the most beneficial aspects of her raising me honestly um the first is something that she very much stands by which is that even when i was like fresh out the oven (laughs) as her and i always say um that she would just speak to me directly and kind of reason with me um like when you're a toddler and you're like oh my god i want this candy a lot of adults will kind of just like turn you around and distract you my mom would be like well, we can't have that right now for this reason or this reason. We can do this later. Or she'd be like, well, why do you want that? And rather than like the kind, I I don't know as much about gentle parenting and this wasn't something we got into in this conversation yesterday. Um, But to me, my mom just had like very rational parenting style where she would just try and like teach me reason basically. like work through things with with her and therefore I was a very calm child like I never threw tantrums or anything um I almost never cried at all because I always felt understood I always felt that I was being heard and I feel like that very much is why so many kids have those outbursts is like you're too young to really be able to compute what's happening so that frustration on top of the actual incident which warrants its own response it just kind of compiles so I'm very grateful that she always just treated me like a person you know I think that's a big part of why I'm the person I am today and the other is just something that I personally think is like genius move uh, that has really crafted my eternal love for learning is that rather than being given toys if I had like if I had good grades or I did well in a sports event, I don't know, what have you, is that she, rather than being given toys, I would be given books. And that was just, rather than being forced to read, it was the idea that that was a privilege, that kind of framing of like, this is a gift, you know? And you can go and choose whatever story you want and it just, yeah, I think the framing really taught me to like, that's the free time that's what's valuable that's what i'm gonna like cherish 
um, as well as being engaging in ways that I don't think toys can be. Um, so yes, very natural framing of values in that sense. Um, and then I was also explaining to him that some days with the masters, I was like, I feel as though I'm doing quite a lot. I'm very engaged with the program, very involved. Uh, but sometimes I'll get back from a jam-packed day and um, sort of talking about that conversation. Um, but I was just saying that I would come back feeling exhausted, like I had a full day, but not fulfilled. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was absolutely just like, there's got to be a word for that kind of feeling because I know exactly what you're talking about. And he explained that in business he does like these two-week sprints, but even in his marriage, him and his wife um, will take the time out of their day to kind of like, once, <laughs> once a day, every two weeks, they'll do their own two-week sprint. And he asked me, in that same conversation, he asked me a lot of questions that were very helpful to me. And even though I don't remember the specifics, although he did send me a document because I asked like how he kind of sets it up because I'm interested in the two-week sprint. If not, I don't know that it'll work for me, but I might as well try, you know? And maybe some variation will. Uh, but the questions themselves guided me into a place that made me feel like very comfortable, very confident. Um, with what I'm just doing in life and that really synthesized a lot of kind of like question marks that I had about like am I doing networking right am I doing this right that kind of thing um, and yeah he just talked about he was like I used to do 17 things in a day and just feel out of sorts and now if I do two things that I really care about then I feel so much more at ease um so I'm going to take a look at that because I do feel, and this is what, getting to the third conversation, all this has been <laughs> prelude to the final concluding point of me saying why I'm taking the time to re-record this and go slow, uh, aside from my general themes of a more leisurely pace, is that um, my final meeting today this is a professor that I absolutely knew the least, and so I think it's very fitting that it was last. I got to build my confidence with people that I've had a bit more of a relationship with, because truly, other than in the classroom, and it was a class of two professors, so it was kind of the tension I had was kind of split between her and this other one, so it doesn't diminish, but it is certainly not as individual of a bond. Um, but basically... Uh, I helped her on a film that she's working on just very briefly, and that's the only external connection that we'd had. Um, but I finally brought the point to her where I was like, yeah, I kind of, it's not imposter syndrome, but I do kind of feel as though I'm like blindly stumbling my way through business school because I obviously have, or not obviously, I guess, but I have, to, to my professors, it's obvious that I have a deeply academic approach to things and part of my reasoning with business school is that I know that about myself and I needed something to bridge the gap even though I have had internships and things like that and I could just go right into the like, corporate professional world is that I'm not I, I don't know how to engage with it in a way that's worthwhile to me yet and I was hoping that business school would kind of be that but I went into it ready for information ready to do 
research this, that, and the other thing. And then I'm just so, like, I've <laughs> divulged here. I'm just so ready all of the time to get into, get into that. Um, oh, sorry, wrong. Uh, so what I keep realizing is that it's a lot more social that, than I expected. And it's been a good chance to reflect. And I guess kind of an extension of that when I was talking to, there's kind of like a group lunch with some of the people in my program with a professor that we'll have in the fall who's leading our capstone and we had that today that was right before my meeting with this other professor of mine or former professor rather um and yeah so I was kind of like oh like this is gonna extend into my capstone with any of these companies this is gonna extend then into work life and I always had this very naive mindset in a way despite having worked in offices uh, and had a decent amount of work experience is that I always I'm so focused on the idea of you work to live you don't live to work that I was like I can just kind of get whatever done as long as I'm like decent at it it doesn't it's whatever right um but you spend a lot of time at work and it's even though you can detach from valuing that you're still you you're you everywhere you go that includes the however many hours a day you zone out you do you get stuff done kind of blindly um at work and I was like oh like I'm I'm me everywhere I want to learn how to make use of that time how to make valuable connections and so much of business well this I did know thankfully I'm not that silly (laughs) to some degree not to call anyone silly um, but, like, it's not about the cases, like, that you do. It's not about the numbers in some sense. It's always about, like, people. Um, even if you want to get gross and weird and say it's, it's about the HR element, it's about the, the labor. And I'm like, oh, that's, I hate that. Like, that's, that's the part that's everything I'm against. But if you boil it down, what does that mean? It means it's about people. It's about how you interact. Um, so just kind of, kind of, I was navigating that with her (laughs) and just kind of talking about even that experience of like how swimming keeps coming up for me because she uh, also did she did she danced professionally in ballet for a long time Um, and so that was something that we kind of had been bonding over that led into this conversation where it's the idea that on some level like to be frank, most people don't know what that experience is like. They have no means of understanding what doing something at such a high level, where they buy for so long, starting so young, and how that is just like it <laughs> changes the way you move. It changes everything about how you go through the world, and that very energetic side of me that's been coming through more um, lately. Oh, there's a sweet puppy in the window. Hello. There's a little German shepherd giving me big old puppy eyes. Um, but yeah, it was something that I kind of had repressed because I felt like how the kind of another puppy, how I the kind of person I am didn't fit swimming. The kind of person I am fit swimming well, but I did not enjoy the community, and I fit the community well in academic areas. But that personality did not. 
And I always thought that it was kind of at odds that I was going to have to pick one over the other. And I was explaining to her that I feel like parts of my swimming side are seeping into my academic world with this. And she was kind of explaining to me that, like, yeah, like, you just have to go slow. Um, I'll explain that more. But it's like, if you're going fast, if you don't sit in this discomfort in all of these places, if you aren't, if you build such an intricate mask in some way or another, whether it's a mask to relate to your outside world, in my case, relating to swimming, or it's a personal mask so that others can relate to me, neither is necessary. You don't have to have these complexes. And she didn't say this, but to me, I was thinking about my recent love for the idea of translation. Um, And sometimes translation is as simple as slowing down. Um, In her own words, she's like, yeah, she said, I talk very fast, naturally. And I was like, but doesn't that sometimes feel dishonest? Like, doesn't that feel like you're not being you in its own way? She's like, no, it's just taking it slow. It's still me. It's just a different form of communicating. Like, I don't identify with that speed. It's just what, like, is easy. And the thing, I was kind of, like, on the edge about that, but what really convinced me was when she was like, honestly, it's sometimes nice, even for me, someone who, like, speaks so fast, naturally. It's nice to slow down because your thoughts catch up. And she was like, there are honestly times where I was talking and I couldn't remember what I had said. And I was like, oh no, that happens to me all the time. And it had happened to me with the little clip that I filmed earlier. And rather than just throw that out into the world, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a chance to practice. That kind of slowing down. Because I think part of the reason I always went through with it is because I was like, I know what I say. I like, I'll... It's in me, and that's a part of me, whatever. But, you know, like, it doesn't... It's okay to slow down. Really grapple with this information. And give it... And honestly, if nothing else, it's more time spent thinking about something. And shouldn't I take that opportunity when I can get it? I love to think. This is my chance to talk to you. So, of course, I should take it slow. Um, and I got to do that today with, um, sorry, even Williamsburg is loud. I went, so my old roommate and I were like, oh my god, we should have dinner. She's like, yeah, do you want to come over? I'll make this. You could bring drinks and dessert. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she visited, and the, she visited, she invited, um, her roommate, her current roommate, the one that took over my, my, she took over my lease. Sorry got confused um dinner I was like oh yeah of course sounds good like excited to meet her because uh my friend has only ever spoke highly of her so I got to meet them. I was like nervous I've had a long day at class I had me with one professor then another and then I saw Barbie with a friend from the program and then I went and then I had a call with my aunt because we're surprising my mom this weekend her and my uncle gonna come visit us in North Carolina, because I'll happen to be there, uh, so you're just, like, coordinating that, and then I had to pick up the dessert and the drinks, and then I came out to East Williamsburg, so I know, on its, of its own thing, it was so strange to, like, walk into a friend's apartment and know where everything is, 
just because I've been there so often because I lived there um so it was like it was honestly really comforting to be there which I think helps with like meeting a new person even though it had been a long day um and again I took that dinner as a chance to go slow because sometimes in those awkward situations even though I tend to like be kind of at ease with awkwardness in some on some level on some level and I'm getting better um that yeah just a lot of factors contributed to like this is already easier so I can take it a bit slower and obviously like the first like hour of dinner conversation was like a little slow someone like would say something but it wasn't that like we weren't you can tell when people are in sync and we definitely were not kind of thing but then I was like okay we got this I brought up the little dessert I got vegan ice cream cones <laughs> um and it's like we got this um just took it slow would ask like questions that would lead to stories and we could all gauge properly and end up being really lovely and I had like such a nice wholesome <laughs> dinner it was so so nice and it made me feel made me feel a lot more confident I could tell both of them were more comfortable because the thing that we all have in common is that we're all very introverted people and yeah so it was nice to have that opening and be able to make those connections as well as to like practice my storytelling practice going slow and it gave me the confidence to do that individually on this little platform that exists a bit more permanently maybe than a summertime dinner conversation I was like yeah I want to go for a walk and I had the itchy mouth and here we are I've gone much slower than normal and I think I feel a lot better about this than a lot of my podcast episodes. So, with that said, I've kind of, <laughs> I walked a um, few transitions down, but now I'm, I've been at the last stop in Brooklyn for a while, just doing laps. Uh, so I'm finally gonna head into the train. Oh, really cute building. I've been noticing, I, I've been taking the same routes home that I usually do. I've been noticing so many new buildings that just have never caught my eye in the past. So, it's fun. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Love beams. <laughs>